witches, <laughs> basically. Hey, witches. Happy Witchy Wednesday. It's your girl, Leah Knauer and Rachel LaForest, and we are your basic witches. Tick tock, tick tock. What time is it? It's time to move to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> That's I was gonna say. <laughs> I was gonna say, it must be midnight because we oh. have pro witch Sarah Midnight on the show today, <laughs> and she lives in Canada, as we'll talk about. Um, and she's awesome when we talk about archetypology, which is something that she's come up with, and she's been doing this craft since she was thirteen. Had a business since she was thirteen. Oh, we love to see it. Um, and you guys are going to love this conversation. But first, we have some things to tell you about. Yes, I am so excited to announce that. Learn to fucking love yourself has dropped and is available to you. So check the link in my bio if you're interested in this 15-day intensive program to help you intensely learn to love yourself. It's full of practical exercises and lessons to make finally fucking loving yourself achievable. Mm. And I hope that you've been doing some shadow work since yesterday was a new moon. And I'm going to help you with that too in this course. Learn to fly, right? That's right. I love it. <laughs> um, and there's an upcoming full moon on September 2nd. And if you want to spend it with us, Basic Witches, be sure to snag a spot in that. Um, we've been doing these virtual moon circles since the pandemic. And it's been amazing to connect with all of you and see your real faces. And we love all of you so much. So be sure to join us. It's a very powerful ceremony each time so you have the power to get there by going to our instagram at basic witches and checking the link in our bio that's right and if you love our show please 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 leave us a five star itunes review it really helps us a lot um but now tiktok back to the clock time to move <laughs> Canada with pro witch sarah midnight <laughs> both work <laughs> cool. Uh, <laughs> they're my um, roommates. <laughs> we were we were just talking about the show Upload. Have because I just finished it today. Have you seen it, Sarah? Uh, no, I haven't. Oh my god, just so trippy and sci-fi and like we're in the future right now. Even yeah, just talking to you on Zoom, you know. <laughs> I mean, true. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, truly, it's like. It's one of those shows that seems like near future, and then you realize it's just now. And it's only set yep. four years from now. Oh, wow. Oh, it's set in 2024. That. Yeah, there's a poster <gasps> for... It was really funny. There's a poster for Winfrey Harris, I think. It's like Kamala and Oprah. Oh, okay. Basically. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was hearing how this... The pandemic is our like our entire world just changed yeah. in the same way that like the bubonic plague like we still know the name of it or the great depression yeah it's like that, the whole way we do things that we're literally in yeah. that time right now yeah i mean in um so i studied psychology in university and like one of the things that we talked about in like sociology is that every generation is marked by a specific event that affects their entire psyches 
And like, <laughs> I guess we found ours. <laughs> Lucky us. We got 9-11 and this. <laughs> and so I, much more. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like Gen Z in particular, like it's really going to affect them, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I was four years old when um, 9-11 happened. So I don't remember it. <laughs> okay. Ah, so you're Gen Z then. Yeah, I am. Because that's kind of one of the markers, right? Is if you were like, if you can remember 9-11. Yeah. Not. Yeah. And like, I kind of like right on the cusp because like there's people that I went to school with that like remember it. There's some people that don't like, we're kind of that age, weird age group that's in between. Mm-hmm. Oh, I watched a great piece. I think it was New York Times um, that was about exactly that, how Gen Z got like so fucked on timing for career and money and everything because like they came into they graduated like with the great recession and then a pandemic like the 2008 (laughs) recession and then a pandemic it's like created this this phenomenon for a bunch of us where we we were just getting started and then there's been a crash and like we keep not landing on our feet and then we're like moving back in with our parents more than any generation Mm -hmm. before and we can't buy houses on like many generations before that's crazy so congrats <laughs> bizarre <laughs> here's what you've inherited <laughs> exactly <laughs> not to mention like climate change Just right <laughs> right yeah. yeah you're in canada right yeah i'm canadian what's that like what is it like what's it like there right now well i mean i'm from ontario so like case numbers right now are pretty low. Like I think my, my city in particular has, has not really had new cases in like over a week. We maybe had one. Oh, so that's great. Wow. Yeah. yeah. We have 20, like my city in particular has 20 active cases and like we have half a million people who live here. So. Oh my God. <laughs> We're not like that at all. No, it, it sounds a little bit crazy in America. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Yeah, I I also watched a New York Times piece on people from (laughs) other countries reacting to real facts about what's happening in America with the virus, and they were, like, appalled Mm -hmm. and so sad. They were crying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're crying, too. bizarre. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it it just, it it highlights all the problem, like, um, America's distrust in politicians and um, distrust of the government, like, there doesn't seem to be a very big community feeling going on down there. Right. United quote states of America. Yeah. Well, and I don't, I also don't blame people for not trusting the government with all the rallies that you have for black lives matter going on and everything. Like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? What? How? Well, like it's, I, I understand why it's hard for people to trust the government when the government is just like shooting protests. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Violent towards us. Yeah, totally. I know. Yeah. And mm. it, it's not like those things don't happen here. It's just like, it's a little bit less and it's less geared towards black lives and more towards um, the indigenous folk, I think. Mm. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's different. We, and of course we still have issues with racism. We still have all these issues. It's just like, we also have universal health care, So people aren't going into debt for having children either <laughs> so there's right. less desperation that way right yeah it's so crazy oh. 
<laughs> These times. I feel like it's hard not to talk about politics when you're like Americans talking to Canadians. Like, oh, like. totally. <laughs> totally. Did you watch The Handmaid's Tale? You guys are portrayed like saints. Really? <laughs> I haven't seen it before. <laughs> yeah, Canada is like where they escape to from Gilead. And it's like, oh, yeah, it feels like this kind of. I mean... For years, hey. that's, that's been <laughs> happening with healthcare people escaping to Canada for treatments. Mm. That's that's real. It's crazy, yeah. and it's also hard not to talk about politics as a witch. You know, yep. I mean, witch, true. Witches are all about making change and justice and finding peace and finding meaning in the darkness. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're gonna do, ladies. <laughs> we're working on it girls <laughs> the one thing I do find fascinating with the spiritual community is like so many people say they don't read the read the news or watch the news at all like to protect their energy but I think as a witch you kind of like how do you not try to participate in the healing that needs to happen in the world right you can't be totally ignorant because then you're part of the problem, right? Yeah. And I get like trying to protect your energy. Like I have, pe- I know people that keep the news running in the background all day long. And like, Ooh. I don't want to be one of those people. That's a level of anxiety I'm not <laughs> there for. <laughs> but also like participating in protests and like trying to educate people and like doing the work. That's important. And that's part of a practice in my opinion. Mm-hmm. My opinion too, that witchcraft is fighting for the oppressed and in modern society the government and you know these political issues are part of oppression so we're mm-hmm. gonna be involved mm-hmm. we have yep. to <laughs> yeah women literally fought for us to be able to use our voices and to vote and like to matter so we have to honor them by using that voice yeah I actually I want to do like an Instagram live series talking about like the history of witchcraft and spiritualism and like how like particularly spiritualism is so tied to the civil rights movements mm-hmm. over the history. So like we should talk about that more because like witches have always been connected to this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So can you tell us about your practice and how you found witchcraft? Okay. Um, well, I found witchcraft probably differently than many people might have like I never had a spiritual awakening in the traditional sense. I never went through anything like that. I've always just been interested in it. Like even I was lucky to grow up in a household where that was okay. And my parents gave me the freedom to do that exploration, which is probably part of it. But like, I've always been collecting crystals for specific intentions. I've always been like, I made spell jars before I knew that that was a thing that people did and it had a name. I (laughs) I picked up my first witchcraft book when I was nine years old. And I think that was like Teen Witch by Silver Ravenwolf. And like, and then looking back, that's a little bit of a problematic book, but whatever. It like gave mm. me the foundations to like really start learning about what a witchy practice is. Um, and then I, I guess I got my crystal healing certification at 16 years old too. So it's like, <laughs> my jaw dropped. Whoa, that's amazing. It's just always been who I am. It's always been part of my life. Like my friends in high school nicknamed me the crystal queen for a while. (laughs) (laughs) That's cute. Well, and I started this business at 13 years old too, right? So. Wow. In what aspect? With the archetypology? Uh, Not with archetypology yet, but that did come in high school. Um, I started my business when I was 13, just at the beginning of high school. Um, 
And at the time, like I was interested in crystal healing and I'd always been interested in crystals. And I really admired this one um, YouTuber named Sammy Spirit, who she would like make videos about crystals and sell crystals online. Mm. And I was like, that'd be cool. Like, I want to do that when I grow up. And I was like, why wait? Yeah. <laughs> that thought came to my head. I was sitting, like, I was sitting with my dad and I was like, I think I want to start a business. And my dad's also an entrepreneur. And he went, great. What do you need? <laughs> Love it. That's amazing. Yeah. And this is the business that you do now? Yeah, it is. It, wow. it started as the, the Midnight Raven and like it changed to Midnight Raven Studios. And that Whoa. was like the okay, biggest so what, change. What was that like when you were 13? And what is it like now? How has it evolved? I'm sure it has. Right? Well, I mean, yeah. When I was 13 years old, I just wanted to sell crystals. And so like I started making a website and just listed a bunch of crystals and like I knew nothing about business. I didn't know social media marketing was a thing you needed to do. I thought I'd just make a website and then sell crystals. It didn't go that way. (laughs) Um, And then I discovered like a couple months later, like, okay, like I'm actually making sales if I'm making jewelry out of these crystals. Okay. Well, I like doing that. I'm an artist. Like that's always, that's right up my alley. I'm going to keep doing that. And then I did experimented with that for a few years. And then I went to a performing arts high school with a major in fine arts. And so in my final year of high school, my art teacher had this assignment where we had to depict ourselves as a psychological archetype. Mm. Yeah. So at that point, like I kind of started like diving into the idea of archetypes. I like identified it with the concept of like the sorceress, the like wizard and all the, on all like those TV shows and movies and so on. And I was like, okay, that's the one that I want to do. And then I came across the name alchemist in that category of archetypes and that like really aligned with me and then as I started talking to more people in the spiritual community that I had built around my crystal business I found out like okay some of them really identify with this archetype as well okay well maybe this is a thing that actually helps people because I had noticed for a while that people were buying these pieces from me for specific purposes Mm. and so I just kind of like took that concept and ran with it and then created a system of magic called archetypology based around psychological archetypes, identifying with your psychological archetype and using that archetype's power manifestors to like create a life for yourself um, and, and, and living in your magic. So cool. And how many types are there? There are 12 different archetypes. So you both were the artist and the dreamer, right? Yeah, I was, Rachel was the artist. Cool. <laughs> and then Leah, you're the dreamer. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I've I've obviously developed the system a lot more as it, as the, it went on. I spent a couple of years testing and iterating what archetypes women today identified with. Um, and my university experience helped me develop more of a like psychological, um, positive psychology spin on it as well. Cool. I love that. How do you define positive psychology or what does that mean? Well, positive psychology is a study of people that are doing the best in life rather than a study of people that have anomalies going on. Mm. So rather than studying like anxiety and why somebody's anxious, studying somebody that's like in the top 10% of happiest people on the planet and figuring out what makes them happy and what makes them feel fulfilled. Wow. Yeah. That's like the law of attraction, like focusing on positive. Turns out actually like one of the... We lost we Leah. Leah. Dang. Oh no. <laughs> She's uploading. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> My back. Uh, 
She'll be back. Let's give her a snack. There she is. There we go. (laughs) You were uploading. (laughs) Yeah. You were were saying law of attraction, Leah? Oh, yeah. It's like focusing on the positive instead of... Oh, no. (laughs) Maybe we should lose video. Uh, Yeah, that might help. Mm. Okay. Let's... Oh, there she goes. Okay, let's all lose video and just chat. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, sounds yep. good. Okay. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just forget what I was saying. Sarah, what were you saying? Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So one of the things that I found was one of the biggest identifiers of people that live the most fulfilled lives is that they have a really good understanding of who they are and what they actually want. Like, a lot of self-help kind of focuses on the things that we want rather than how we actually want to feel. Right. So, yeah, well, while it's really powerful to manifest that big house that you want, it's more powerful to focus on why you want that big house. Or how do you want to feel, or how do you think that's going to make you feel? What are you really trying to feel? Mm. Yeah, like what are you, what's your actual goal here? What are you trying to accomplish this in this? What's your why behind manifesting this thing? Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. And so how do you see people like adjust once they get their archetype? Um, So understanding your archetype gives you that foundation of like, okay, now I need to figure out my values. What are my gifts and how do I actually want to like use this in the world? And it kind of makes people more intentional about their intentions. Mm. I mean, from, from taking the test and getting my archetype of artist, I felt very validated and reassured that I'm not crazy for quitting the one job that I had to create this program I'm creating. Yeah. I was like, it's my archetype. I have to do it. (laughs) Yeah. It's literally your purpose, right? Like, so the artist, their purpose, your purpose is to create creatively, like Mm -hmm. as simple as that. And that's, what's going to make you feel the most fulfilled. Oh, hands down. And I definitely (laughs) feel like a dreamer as someone who loves manifesting. And like, I've always been told that my ideas are like maybe a little too bizarre, but then they end up happening. So there's a benefit to dreaming. But oh, yeah. yeah. I'm curious. And you're a Gemini. Yes, exactly. Puts you in that state too. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm curious how you like decided that there's 12 and how, what aspects. I don't know if you can walk through all 12 or you can, if you want, Um, (laughs) if you can, but yeah, what those aspects are of each. Um, okay. So I decided on 12 just because like year, a couple years of testing and iterating like 12, these 12 seems the most aligned with women today. Um, and like, obviously some more than others, like, I feel like less people definitely come, less people definitely come up as the naturalist, which is an individual whose purpose is connecting with nature. Like that's a super specific purpose. Mm. Whereas like the alchemist, the alchemist is somebody that transforms others. Mm. And that's my archetype. That's super common in um, the spiritual witchy community also. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many alchemists. There's also a lot of healers because those are people that are um, driven to help others find their life purpose. What's the difference between an alchemist and a healer? So he, um a healer is kind of that more light energy. They will help you to understand the pain that you're going through in your life. Mm. Whereas 
an alchemist is about that deep dark shit. They're mm-hmm. about like getting out those emotions that you kind of repressed cool. to help you transform your life in a different way. Mm. Change. Yeah. Love it. And then the others? Um, so, all right, we'll, we'll see how many I, I, we're going to get. <laughs> yeah, no here. pressure. <laughs> I put you on the spot. <laughs> Um, so there's the warriors and the warriors are individuals who are driven to protect others in their lives. I meet a lot of warriors that have gone through, um, one heck of a journey to get to where they are. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let's say like, I remember being, I was at a show maybe like two years ago and this woman came up to me like, and immediately identified with, um, the warrior bracelet because I make like jewelry pieces based off of all these archetypes. Oh, cool. Um, and like, she started reading the like card associated with it and the affirmation associated with it. And she just started like crying immediately. Mm. Um, and it turns out she actually had just won her battle with cancer. Warrior. Wow. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And like, she was like trying to protect her son from the pain that she was going through, through that entire Mm. thing. So it was very reassuring for her. Mm. Mm. That's beautiful. It, it, it's turned out to be a job that I never expected to be emotional, mm. but <laughs> like beautiful in those moments as well. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. And, and do you work with people um, one-on-one or, or like after they find out their archetype, do you help them implement it? Yeah. So I have a personality quiz that like will help you determine your primary archetype if you don't automatically connect with one right away. And that's available for free on my website. You guys both took it. And that's how you found your archetypes. Mm-hmm. Um, however, uh, I also do readings, archetype readings, which, ah. yeah, in those readings, I take you through like a shamanic journey and to meet your archetype as well as discover your sacred space and take you through the different like rooms of your life. Um, mm. And at the end, we go through that together and we decode all the symbols that you've, that you experienced in those places, what they mean for you and how you can use that in your day-to-day life. And then I create a manifest manifestation plan, an affirmation and a sigil to help you tap into that magic every day. Wow. Yeah. We also go over your secondary archetype and your secondary archetype is something that I can't really figure out unless you go through the journey because it's very symbolically based. But uh, the secondary archetype is based around your gifts. It's how you fulfill that purpose in your primary archetype. Oh, cool. I like that. I feel like my, my secondary one would be warrior because I really resonated with that one. Oh, yeah. That would totally mm-hmm. make sense for you, too. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> get the rest of them or, oh, yeah. or no <laughs> um yeah so there's also the queen the queen okay. is um all about lifting people up they're the people that create communities in the world mm. mm-hmm. um and then I have the goddess the goddess is very similar but the goddess is very heart-centered in that mission of creating that community um the goddess is a little bit more uh sorry the queen is a little bit more of a fighter they want to get get people help people find a voice that don't necessarily have a voice the goddess wants to help you find that purpose and find your Mm. voice and find a and create a community based on that voice cool yeah those two are kind of interrelated um then we also have the rebel which is one of my favorites. Um, (laughs) 
rebels are really important right now in what particularly America is going through. Uh, rebels are people that will say things the world doesn't want said yet, but needs said. Mm. They're, you know, that person in your life that's like always going after a new cause and it's always something huge. <laughs> yes. Those are rebels. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we have the wanderer. The wanderer is somebody who likes to explore the world and inspires others through that exp- exploration of the world. Ooh, that's yeah. cool. <laughs> so what's your um, secondary archetype? My secondary archetype is the artist. Oh, cool. I was going to guess that because of yeah. all your creating jewelry for such a long time. Yeah. So like I kind of expanded it beyond jewelry now that I think of it. Like I also am doing like sigil stickers and like the sigils for each archetype. Um, I also do hand painted jackets that like are infused with sigils and like crystal inks and um, like spells throughout the different ways I make them. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Now I have (laughs) to have one of those. (laughs) I I call them armor. (laughs) Oh, Oh, yes. I love that. I like, I love style so much. I love fashion so much, Leah too. Mm-hmm. And it's been, it's been such a Ugh. adjustment with quarantine. I fucking miss dressing up so much. Yeah. I know I still could in my place, but you know, it's different. People can't see me in here. Yeah. <laughs> Except Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um... Yeah, it's different, like, dressing for home. Like, I don't necessarily want to buy, like, go out and buy new jeans right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just to <sighs> sit stiffly in your apartment. No, it's, like, it's like more about comfort, which mm-hmm. is a good thing, too. I just miss that expression. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think it's a little bit about finding the balance between, like, the dressing up every day and, like, actually figuring out what your self-expression is and what mm. you enjoy wearing. And mm-hmm. I think that's kind of what COVID's teaching us. Like we like, I value comfort more now. Never would have thought that. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, a lot of people are feeling that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've talked to a few friends who are buying like realistic shoes, not not buying like heels anymore. Yeah, <laughs> realistic <laughs> shoes. <laughs> you know, right? yeah, walkable I... like pandemic shoes. <laughs> <laughs> pandemic pandemic shoes. Yeah, I used to wear heels every day. Every oh, damn day. <laughs> yeah. Not anymore. Yeah. Well, Ooh. so you mentioned the rooms of your life, and I want to talk about that because that was just a really cool like way to – I immediately saw that. Um, does everyone have like a certain amount of rooms, or is it like infinite? It's kind of infinite, and it'll change throughout your lifetime. Like your archetype can also change throughout your lifetime. Your path is never fully set, right? Oh, Yes. Yeah. So like it can change a lot. And like, I've had the, so essentially like when I take somebody into a journey, I take them into their sacred space, which is kind of their home base for the journey. Mm. Um, and in the sacred space, there's a house, a body of water and a tree. Mm. And the body of water represents your emotional self, your lower self. Um, it's like, it's where those like deep, dark feelings lie, but also like where pleasure and, uh, happiness lie as well mm. and then yeah okay so and when you said that I immediately saw a river does that mean something 
When you said a body of water, that was what I saw. I mean, it's, so like in these readings, I really have to get down to what the individual symbolism means for that person. Cause it's going to change person by person. Your psyche is not the same as anybody else's psyche. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like some people will associate rivers as something scary, something that's like big rushing, um, not, not just not safe. And others will like think of like, oh, I grew up on a river in my childhood and that's very like comfortable for me. And that kind of represents your level of comfort with your own emotions. I see. Yeah. People that have an ocean though, these people, unless you're afraid of the ocean, the people that have an ocean as their body of water, like they are super comfortable with all of the feelings that they have and they're (laughs) unafraid of it. (laughs) That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Are they usually water signs as well? You know, like I have the data for that. Like I, I, I make people go through a questionnaire before I go into their reading so that I know what they actually want out of the reading. Um, I should look at that because I definitely have like people's astrology as one of the questions for that. What, what are your signs? Uh, so I am a Scorpio moon, a Scorpio rising and a Ooh. Taurus sun. Oh shit. You too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Scorpio sun and rising. Yeah. Aries moon. So yeah, we, we both have all that Scorpio water. <laughs> big, big transformation Hot, energy there. Hottest, darkest water I've ever touched. <laughs> Hot springs. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Ready to blow. Um, so let's go back to the, the room. So there's the water, the house and the tree. Yes. So the tree is your higher self, your purpose. It's like divine imagery generally. Um, and the meaning of this changes person by person. And so often when they're in the reading, I get them to climb the tree, um, Mm. and then just explore their higher self, their purpose. And like, I'll take people, I'll take people there if I find that they're like really struggling to figure out what their purpose is in life. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. What's how, is there like things up there? Like a hockey um, stick, and that's how you find out they want to be a hockey player or something. <laughs> well, a lot of the times they'll have like they'll they'll get there and it'll be um, like very angelic imagery. Sometimes they'll meet like a guide that is an angel, or like sometimes people associate that with fairies. Also, mm. it depends on the individual, and then like it's kind of like from that moment they can decide where they want that journey to go. Cool. Yeah. And then what about the house? So the house is like deep inner work. The house is your middle self. It's your current being, your current existence. Um, And so I usually will take people through the house because that's usually where people want to go into like, they'll go into their love room or they'll go into their self-love room or Mm. like career or like whatever they need at that moment. And get answers or symbols yeah, like some, I had one girl that literally just like, she got, she went into her self-love room and she just saw a triangle. Whoa. Like nothing but a triangle. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. And for her, that was like, she needed to be stronger with her self-love and her, stronger with her practice and stronger with taking time to do those things because like the triangle mm-hmm. is the strongest shape, right? Mm-hmm. So. The weight is like, yeah, even. Mm-hmm. She needed a stronger foundation. Yeah. So, like... And the triangle is also the delta, which is change. So maybe Mm -hmm. she she recognized there needed to be change in her Mm self-love. Oh, I I love this stuff. It's so fascinating. (laughs) You just love like 
getting to hear what's inside of people. <laughs> I do. Like I, I find it very fulfilling too to like take people through these things that they may not have realized about their life beforehand. And then like mm-hmm. once I say the meaning of that symbol, they're like, oh, <laughs> that I get it now. Sense. Yeah. <laughs> these people that your your clients, are they often people who haven't had like, are they, have they dipped their toe in the water at all? Or are they brand new to this and you just totally rock their world? Um, I find that they're often a little bit more green. Like they're a little bit more woo curious than full on witch. Okay. <laughs> woo curious. curious. <laughs> well, I use language that um, people that like aren't fully like understanding manifestation yet can kind of get like, I, I had somebody tell me that the language I use is accessible the other day. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I think I just draw those people in. Yeah. Cool. I want to ask you about dreams because I just have a feeling with your psychology background, you have a take on them. What do dreams mean for you? Um, Well, dreams often bring up things that aren't dealt with, emotions that you need to process in order to fully heal yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And like... They can also help you solve problems too. Like if you go to sleep thinking about a problem, like, you know, when you like go to sleep thinking about a problem, you wake up the next day and you're like, oh, I know. You probably had a dream where you solved that problem. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of different ways that like dreams can go, really. Like you can also like talk to your guides in your dreams too, right? So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been having this like new phenomenon of really audibly hearing actually it's not just when I'm dreaming. It happened during the waking day the other day. Um, like, I'm like, is it just quarantine? Or is it, or is it a spiritual awakening? Voices. But it's like, yeah. And it's, it's so interesting because it's always a whisper, but very loud. Like it's, it's the tone of someone whispering like, Rach was one of oh. them, but, but it's very loud and it's always in my right ear. Mm. Interesting. And then what does that mean? Yeah. Well, that's probably one of your guys talking to you. Um, I'm not. I'm. I'm not super well versed with helping other people connect with their guides in particular, but it does happen. Like when you're going through these houses and these rooms, you often will meet a guide along the mm-hmm. way. Um, but. Uh, if you if you wanted to talk to somebody who would be a little bit more of an expert on that, um, I have a friend named Brie, and her handle on Instagram is a medium named Brie. And she, it actually was so funny because I did a reading with her like not too too long ago, and she was telling me about her process of um, like going through somebody else's like spiritual house for them. And I was like, huh, well that's funny. That's what I do, but I take people to those places to see the symbols. And like, yeah, yeah, she like specifically will like go and meet your guides for you and like bring back messages for you. Just on her own. Yeah. She's a medium. She's awesome. Oh, that's so cool. That's really cool. Yeah. I'm like, I, I don't need to. I don't need to exactly know, but I'm just right now it's, it's happened three times. Once I'm curious like, why it's on your right side. Like, what does that mean? <gasps> yeah. Oh, so I have one of my guides actually speaks to me in my left ear. Like that's a sp- super specific thing that came up in my reading with Brie actually. Huh. Interesting. So maybe yeah. it's just like, 
You have one side, yeah. <laughs> like being right or left-handed. Yeah. <laughs> Your spirits talk to you in one I'm, ear. I'm right-eared for spirits. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, Funny. it can even be more than just, like, the voice, too. That's, like, them really wanting to get your attention. Like, yeah. I know that when, like, I tuck my hair behind my left ear um, and, like, what, like what if my left ear itches or something like that's that guide trying to communicate with me oh so like watch out for like little things like that on a day-to-day basis too like it's probably your guide just being like you're on the right path keep going like yeah you're list like listen to me mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. usually how it feels in the bath yeah. last night my ears were ringing really bad and I said out loud I was like who's talking about me <laughs> <gasps> oh my god <laughs> Classic witch. (laughs) (laughs) Which one of you? Um, Sarah, do you have like a reading that you can recall that you're like, holy shit, that was like an insane reading that I did? Huh. Let me think. Oh, yeah. There's one client that I have that she always, she always comes to me when she's going through some like pretty brutal stuff. Mm. Um, but she was, she was going through a lot at the time and she was really feeling like she wasn't home. She wasn't going to be home. It was right at the beginning of COVID and she was just feeling very alone at the time. And I remember like getting to her self-care room and she was just like, I don't have any self-care practices. Mm. And like, she came into her self-care room and it was just like beautiful, like glittering and pink, just kind of waiting for her. Mm. Mm. It was just like that, like she just started crying at that moment in her reading. And it was like a very beautiful realization of like everything that I want is just waiting for me. I just need to actually focus on Open what that thing is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Love that. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm sure a lot of people listening will relate to. <laughs> like, because yeah. it, it happens to, to all of us. Mm-hmm. We get, we fall off the horse mm-hmm. sometimes of self-care. Mm-hmm. It's, it's easy to do in the world of like hustle too. Yeah. I know, I know for myself going through COVID, it's been hard to focus on self-care. Mm-hmm. And like, I usually have a super robust, like, here's my morning self-care routine. Here's my evening self-care routine. Here are the rituals <laughs> that I'm doing every single day. And like, since COVID, like I, Basically, like what happened is like I built my entire business around traveling to different festivals all over Canada. Oh, and oh. I, yeah, <laughs> those are gone for the foreseeable future, right? Yeah, right. I spent nine years building up my reputation, like getting into <sighs> these festivals, like applying, getting getting that like clout, and then it was just like all right, I guess I'm focusing on my online community for this foreseeable future. <laughs> I mean, dude, we really, as performers, like, yeah, yes. we can't do anything that I've trained for my entire life yeah. Yeah, that I love doing. Yeah. Oh, I miss traveling. Festivals as well. Yeah. So how are you like taking care of yourself, especially now? Yeah. Are you back on the horse? No judgment if you're not. Um, I'm trying to. So like uh, the way that our compensation packages in Canada for um, COVID ended up working, like they gave, they gave us, our government was awesome and they gave us quite a bit of support. It was basically like, like, yeah, well, it's basically here. It's basically like if 
you don't have your job anymore due to COVID, whether or not that you're a gig worker, you're self-employed, anything like here's a link, sign up here. We'll give you $2,000 a month. Wow. Wow. As simple as that. Yeah. And Except, that's enough to live off of or? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Something. See, here, here's a catch. If you're self-employed, you cannot make more than $1,000 a month, which isn't enough to live oh. off Right? Like, mm-hmm. like they don't give you 2000 They only give you 1000 No, like if you make over 1000 they won't give you anything. Oh, uh, that's still better than here. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But like that basically meant for me is like, okay, I need to pick up a day job in marketing for a little bit for a little while. I need to figure out how I'm going to transition my business to be mostly online. Okay, cool. But now I'm working eighty hours a week. Wait. Mm. <laughs> Damn. Uh, all right. What do I do? How do I balance this? All right. Yeah. yeah. So like I've I've been doing my best to at least like do my tarot readings for myself every morning, which mm. is really helpful. Doing a little bit of journaling in the morning, even just like five minutes, and then like a meditation before bed, and that's helped a lot. But mm-hmm. <sighs> I love Today it. My, yeah, I, I feel like my life was self care even before the pandemic, and I've had to like just amp it up. Everything that I do is like considered self-care. Yeah. <laughs> and if it's like checking the mail, it's like <laughs> self-care. <laughs> it's just those like little things of normalcy. Right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. We were talking about at the beginning <clears throat> where it's a new world. Like mm-hmm. we're never going back. COVID changed things forever, forever. Like oh. until next big change <laughs> yeah hopefully I, I'm very hopeful that like long term these this change is going to be for the better and obviously like it's it's devastating the people that are dying as a result of this mm-hmm. it's devastating that thousands and thousands of people have to die for us to make these big realizations uh-huh. but, right <sighs> yeah and it's a new normal and like I mean this this is the most change in individuals I've seen my whole life. Every time I turn around, I have a friend who's moving somewhere else or mm. changing careers because of COVID or mm. like relationships ending or starting. Like, mm-hmm. But I'm also finding people more aligned with their purpose too, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, in, in most ways, the change seems good on the individual yeah. level. Yeah. But ultimately for the best. Yeah. The world feels chaotic, but people are making big changes in the right way for themselves as people. Mm-hmm. A lot of growth and change. Yeah. And people are realizing what's really important, which is like human life. Being yeah. there for each other and doing what we really want to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, I saw a squirrel... <laughs> Sorry to take it here, but <laughs> when Leah said that, it just <laughs> reminded me on my walk this morning, like I was connecting with nature. And then I saw a squirrel that had just been run over by a car. Oh. Wait, oh, what yeah, did I say that reminded you of that? Um, you were talking about like Life. helping each other and my <laughs> okay. brain spiraled into like, yeah, that's harmonious. That's nature. And then it reminded oh. me of seeing a life cycle, like seeing death today. And it made me think about life 
Mm. Um, and I was just thinking like, I hope for that squirrel that it was quick oh, and mm-hmm. yeah, just like painless, hopefully. Um, and I know, I know it made me so sad, (laughs) but, um, it reminded me, yeah, about death and how in our cultures, we, we fear death so much and we shove it away and we don't talk about it, even though it's the most human thing. It's the most like life Mm -hmm. thing is death Mm -hmm. experiences it. And, and I just, I, I want to like, I don't know, talk about it more and face it more in a way. Yeah, I totally feel that. Oh my gosh. I'm not like scared of death, but I'm afraid to die because I haven't done everything I've dreamed of doing yet. Oh. Mm-hmm. This is actually like one of my core pieces of my philosophy is like, I, I don't want to die, but I want to live my life in a way that if I if something happened to me in this moment, I won't be disappointed in myself. Mm-hmm. 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 I, in a way, look forward to dying. <laughs> Scorpio. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> because it's going to be like this sweet release and the sweet relief of like no more struggling and no more pain, but that mm. I don't, I don't um, want to cause it to happen or, you know, I don't hope for it to be anytime soon, but I'm, I'm trying to shift my perspective and see it as not something to be afraid of, but in a way, something to look forward to <laughs> like a light, a, a dark at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I see the dark. <laughs> I love it. I'm a, I'm a nihilist. <laughs> It is like it, it is a curiosity too. Like, huh, what is that? I kind of want to know. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah. going back to upload what we were talking about in the beginning, because I was journaling after and while watching it, and I don't want to live forever. Like, if it was possible to upload my conscious, like, I don't know. What's the point? And same with Tuck Everlasting, if there was a fountain of youth, like, what's the point? I, I think it's cool that we, we get to live like different stages of life and that's all we have. And that's why we should make the best of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with that. It's also like, it would be harder to find a purpose in life if life was perfect. Mm-hmm. Like the struggles in- inevitably give it a point. Yes, yin and yang. Yep. Yeah. Balance. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> it's heavy because we're in, it's like day after day after day after day of the heavy feelings, I think, for a lot of us empaths and, and witches. Um, yeah. But mm-hmm. it is not going to be this way forever. No, but it, I think but it is going to be changed. It, it's bizarre to me that you guys are still in lockdown. Like, well, because uh, <laughs> the way things have been handled, we have oh, way more than 20 cases. <laughs> yeah. 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 Thousands per day. Yeah. Well, it's so in Canada, we actually get like, I'd say that like 80% of the news I consume is American news. <laughs> wow. Interesting. That's so yeah. interesting. Yeah. Why is it like, does it feel like a reality show? <laughs> I, um, I guess a little bit, yeah. but also like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, 
um, like all of our media comes from America, right? Like all of our, almost all of our TV shows and everything are American. So I guess that's partially why. Mm. I don't know. It's, it's very weird because it's like Canadians feel so tied to American politics. And yet like, you don't feel tied to Russian politics. That has nothing to do with us. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> not another big superpower, big nation. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> I mean, so interesting. Is it, is it like there's just so much more fucked up shit here? <laughs> to, like have news about? <laughs> and um, you guys are like, fine, eh? I mean, we, we definitely have like the same issues, just not to the same level of desperation. Mm. So I, I guess like watching American news kind of still points out the issues here. And it's like, okay, so they're more extreme than us in these cases. So we have this little problem. We don't want to be that. Ah, <laughs> we make you know what you don't want to be. <laughs> yeah. And like, obviously our government is not perfect. Like we yeah. still don't treat indigenous peoples as we should like mm. at all. <laughs> mm. But uh. but you're not us <laughs> there's just so much more going on that it's like yeah. it's it's so chaotic particularly with the president it's just so right. chaotic mm-hmm. it's insane it, yeah it's insane it, it's weird to watch as a Canadian is uh, my opinion on the situation yeah. Yeah. yeah have you been feeling like what Leah described Sarah, um, sort of like heavy heaviness as a witch. Yes, and I definitely felt it more earlier in the pandemic because mm. we're at the point where like we have restaurants and patios open, and it feels pretty safe to be there for the most part because mm. we have so few cases. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and that like every, everybody's being super cautious. Actually, like. I guess one of the cool uniting things of like my city in particular, I don't know what, what the rest of Canada is doing, but here at least we implemented um, a mask bylaw where everywhere, if you go indoors anywhere, you have to be wearing a mask unless Mm -hmm. you have a medical exemption. And like by and large people follow that rule and are like, yep, so let's protect each other. Yeah. So it seems like an obvious choice, right? (laughs) Yeah. It just, it kind of mitigates the, the distress that I guess the States is feeling right now. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Weird, small example. (laughs) Well, what do you do since you help people find, find themselves, I guess, Mm -hmm. what do you do for your own mental health? Oh, okay. Mental health is a huge part of what I do. And I'm a huge mental health advocate. Um, in, when I was in high school, I had one of my best friends pass away by suicide. Mm. Um, and so that issue, like mental health and talking about mental health, normalizing mental health has been a huge part of my life as a result. Mm. Um, so I have chronic anxiety and panic disorder, which earlier in my life meant that I was having an average of eight panic attacks a day. Wow. That's I was not fun. exactly a functioning human being at this point mm-hmm. in my life. I'm not going to mm-hmm. lie. Yeah. Um, and I'm very fortunate to live where I live and have medical benefits that cover um, like therapy and medication. But those are like two big things. I preach therapy is like 
you should be going to therapy like you go to the doctor. You, if you get a checkup every year, you should be getting a checkup with your therapist every year. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yeah. Every month, every week. <laughs> if, if you can afford it, you should yeah. be going to therapy. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, it's, it's a big thing for sure. Um, so, like, for, for myself, those, those are two big things, like medication and... Um, and therapy. I'm not actually on medication anymore. I'm using CBDs right now. <laughs> nice. <laughs> How's that transition been? I'm on medication. No, um, I'm curious though. So I do, I, like I have a lot of other practices in my life that we'll get to in a minute that kind of mitigate it. Um, but CBDs, it's not, if you, if you need something permanently, like all, if you need something pretty much all the time, I don't know that CBD is the right option for you. Mm-hmm. If you're at the point in your life where like, when you, when you can kind of feel those symptoms coming up, you're going to need some, a little extra help. CBDs are better for that. I feel like. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Like if I ha- if I know I'm going to have like a bad day with anxiety, I'm going to have CBD in my coffee. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, that sounds so good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so- it also helps that I live in a place where like there's dispensaries all over the place <laughs> and it's legal. Yeah, same for us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all, all over. Yeah, uh, lots of people don't have that same option. Yeah, totally. Um, but like, I have lots of family members that are on medication, and like CBDs is not enough for them. Mm-hmm. So, and what else do you do that you spoke of that helps mitigate? Sorry, what else do you do for your mental health practices besides CBD? Okay. Yeah. So like, um, that's why I was saying that I have a good like morning practice and a nightly practice before bed. Like this is pre pandemic and what I am working to try to get back to. It's not where it was by any means. Um, but at night I like to do moon journaling, which is like looking up where the moon is in the astrological system right now and journaling how you feel in those moments. And then kind of like looking back at like where, where the astro- where that astrological sign is with the moon and in conjunction to your um, astrological houses and understanding what that kind of means for you and breaking down like, oh, I was feeling this way because the moon was like this. This means this for my life. Mm. <laughs> That's um, like a high level. Yeah, it, it sounds more complicated than it actually is. You can just literally like use an app, be like, okay, moon is in Aries. Aries <laughs> is like my third house. Perfect. Gotcha, <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. I should start paying attention to like when I'm having emotional days and then looking at what the sign is. I don't do that. Yeah. Um, I actually got my mom doing this too and she's like not spiritual at all. And she found that like, this was super helpful for her. Cool. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, and then like, I also have a tea every night before bed just to like calm myself down, get into that like cozy yeah the high vibe low vibe state you know what I mean mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yes I love it um I also I meditate with my crystals every night um amethyst in particular I keep like a giant chunk of amethyst by my bed to reduce nightmares but also to like help remember dreams and for calming Ooh. Mm-hmm. how big is this giant chunk uh like it's a, like if I put my hands together and like rested on top it's about that big Okay. <laughs> I was picturing just like, I don't know, crystals are probably so expensive, but I was picturing yeah. the size of a small log. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. 
<laughs> At that point, you might as well just have a bed of amethyst. Yes, <laughs> living in a cave. <laughs> hey, I'd live in a cave of amethyst. That sounds great. <laughs> yeah, no, that would be amazing. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Well, Sarah, I would love a reading from you if you are down. Yeah, for sure. Could we do that? Maybe a reading for the collective for everyone listening whenever they're listening? Um, is that not how you do it? I just have to think about the process of this. Hold up. (laughs) I don't, I, it might not, because it's such an individual experience. I'm not actually sure if an archetypology reading, but some other divination. Yeah. Let's pull a few tarot cards. I have my tarot cards here. (laughs) Um, yeah, I know you guys generally do like readings at the end of podcasts. Like I listened to every episode. I should have thought that through. <laughs> <laughs> so what is your are your favorite tarot decks? Mm, I like well, the, I love the look of the Rider Waite, but I don't own one just because it's classic, like the art. Hmm. And I, I personally don't really use tarot. I mainly use um, Oracle. But I just, I always gravitate towards decks in general that are like colorful and funky. Mm-hmm. Cool. I like the Wild Unknown Tarot, personally. Mm. That's what I'm using. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. It's kind of colorful, but also kind of dark and spooky. And that's what I like about it. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Sounds like life. Yep. <laughs> All right. And so yay. I think I, yeah. I'm going to do 3 cards, I believe. Cool. Sometimes other cards jump out, so we'll see. Ah, okay. I love this reading. (laughs) Okay. So the first card that I got is a high priestess, um, which is perfect for this podcast. I think (laughs) the high priestess is as I just took a hit. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) The high priestess is all about intuition, connecting with your intuition and delving into the darker parts of yourself. Mm. it's about self-reflection and Ugh. introspection and taking time mm. for that in your mm. life. It means mm. that you need to do some deep healing and that it's going to be ultimately for the best. And we're in such a time of shadow work right now. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. So the next one that I got is the father of pentacles, which I'm feeling some big grounding energy from right now. Ooh. The Father of Pentacles is a stable figure in your life. It's somebody that might be a mentor. Okay. And so what I'm getting from this card right now is really delving into those grounding exercises so that you can be more intuitive. You're not kicking up other people's emotions, mm. tying it back into the first card that I got. Mm-hmm. Okay. To this, back to the self. Mm-hmm. When, when you're grounded, you can pay more attention to what your guides are telling you. You can pay more attention to the little hints that you're getting from the universe that tell you to 
go a certain way or that things should be a certain way. Mm-hmm. It gives you hints into those deeper changes that you need to make in your life. Because mm-hmm. you're not, when you're grounded, you're not distracted up in the clouds. Like, yeah. Yeah. All right. And the third card that I got, one of my favorites is the three of cups. Mm-hmm. The three of cups is about joy and connection and finding that joy and connection in the world which I think is pretty timely (laughs) yeah yeah um so the three of cups is also about nostalgia and um (laughs) like finding those little moments of nostalgia and beauty in your life I feel like this whole read was is just our whole conversation (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's so true yeah Intuition, grounding, and joy. Like, mm-hmm. all right. <laughs> mm-hmm. And just right. like the messiness of life and, and finding the beauty and nostalgia and yeah. And mm-hmm. also like finding a new joy and new connections. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And like going self-reflection to ground, grounding to joy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. self-reflection we've all been forced into that hopefully if we're if we're paying attention during mm-hmm. quarantine mm-hmm. I think and witches in particular have been yeah. Oh, yeah yeah and then we're we've we've found some stuff and we've had like some of some of us I think have had um trouble focusing there's been a certain point in quarantine where we all started having trouble focusing because we were discovering all this stuff from self-reflecting and then we're like, what do I need to do? I'm, I'm unfocused. So grounding is important for right now, I think, mm-hmm. in order to move forward and find more joy out of life. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. I feel like this reading is spot on. Spot on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you for that. <sighs> yeah, thank you. Oh, I feel good and relaxed now. Oh, <laughs> I do too. Yeah. The weed helps. (laughs) 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 Thank you for that, Sarah. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And before we do our basic blessing, can you tell listeners where they can find you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So you can find me on Instagram at midnight underscore Raven underscore studios. And if you want to take my archetype quiz, that's on my website, themidnightraven.ca. It was really fun to take. Um, And then in closing, our basic blessings. So we'll each say what we're each grateful for today. Any of us can start. I'll start. (laughs) I'm (laughs) grateful today for Whitney Houston. Today is her birthday. And I love her music. That's so cool. Um, I didn't know today was her birthday. It's also one of my dear longtime friends' birthday. Um, so now I know she has the same B-Day as Whitney Houston. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. Um, and, you know, I, I'll be grateful for my friend Melissa today. We've hmm. been connecting even though we've lived apart for a long time, a long time now. And... Um, I'm really grateful for her in my life. I'm literally looking at an eye mask she gave me that I wear every night to help me Mm. sleep. So for many reasons, I'm grateful for you, Melissa. (laughs) 
That sounds like some three of cups energy too. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Connect mm-hmm. Yeah. And nostalgia. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh my God. She's a childhood friend. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Um, I am grateful to have taken my first self-care day in a long time today. I haven't actually taken a self-care day since March. (laughs) Oh, girl. That is too long. 10 out of 10, don't recommend. (laughs) (laughs) Do not recommend. (laughs) Very grateful to have, like, gotten... I went to my favorite cafe, got a sandwich there, and then, like, me and my best friend went on a hike in in a new place. And that was, like, perfect. Perfect way to spend a day. Oh, lovely. Beautiful and inspiring. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you so much. This was, I feel a lot better since the start yeah. of this. Awesome. Yeah, thank you so much, ladies. It was really nice getting to actually like talk to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you too. Witches, this show is made possible by listeners like you who contribute on our Patreon. If you want to join the Basic Witches Coven, become a patron. And as a thank you for your support, we'll give you all kinds of witchy goodness, like card readings and custom art. We'll see you in the coven. Hexo, hexo. Basic Witches. Basic witches. <laughs> <laughs>